Welcome to Roeville Uniting Church and the reflection of the day from the Reverend Trevor Bassett. I'm just wanting to keep that question before us, who or what is a stranger? Found some words uh, after I'd pretty much written my sermon that I thought might just read them before I began it. It seems to me that in joining a church, you leave home and hometown to join a larger world. The whole world is your new neighbourhood and all who dwell therein, black, white, yellow, red, stuffed and starving, smart and stupid, mighty and lowly, criminal and self-respecting, this author said American or Russian, but I might say Australian or New Zealander, um, or whatever else we want to say in, in our context, all become your sisters and brothers in the new family formed in Jesus. By joining a church, you declare your individuality in the most radical way in order to affirm community on the widest possible scale. That's someone called, uh, he's got an unfortunate last name, William Coffin. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, if I wanted to know what something looked like, I would go and have a look at it. So, I'm not really good at describing things, but you know, I know what the Eiffel Tower looks like because you see pictures of it everywhere. But if I was to actually have to describe it to you, it's sort of got four legs and, and that kind of comes together and, and then it has a kind of bit that sticks straight up. And, and based on my description, you probably wouldn't imagine that. So, so probably I wouldn't be that good at getting the picture myself if someone was trying to explain it to me. Uh, so probably I'd find it easier to go and have a look. Um, what, if, if I was to want to get a, an image of what is this Christ the Redeemer statue like in Brazil, I can't really comprehend. I haven't been to see it myself. But when I look at it in the pictures, I think, my goodness, the, the size of it, uh, I, I, I wouldn't believe it from a descriptor that somebody would give to me I have to kind of see it to get the picture, if you know what I mean. So I can find what things look like to, in today's world fairly easily because I can Google it and in Google Images and, and I can find it. But that's all very good except some things aren't abstract. No, some things aren't as concrete. Some things are more abstract and trying to understand what an abstract thing looks like is more difficult. So, what does confusion look like? And then I thought, what does sweet look like? And what does sour look like? And the only picture I could think of was food for them, but that's just one, one possible way of thinking of sweet or sour, but it's a good tasting way. So today I'm wanting to think about the church, and particularly I'm wanting to think about our Uniting Church. From the very inception of the Uniting Church, we have claimed to be a diverse church. And you know what? We are diverse. 
We have also tried to be a church that has some expression of unity. And so we talk in the Uniting Church of our unity in diversity. So hence, what does that look like? What does unity in diversity look like? Well, with a huge thank you to former UCA President, Reverend Professor Andrew Dutney, I thought I would explore this thought today. I think I, think I know roughly what unity looks like. Unity, to me, looks like people being together in a community and those people together in the community actively seek to support and care for each other. A community that builds each other up, a community that expresses respect for each other, who offers support, encouragement. These are key elements, I think, that I would see as what a community that has unity looks like. I also get this picture of unity by having some sense of what I think disunity looks like. Uh, disunity is where there is hate speak, where behaviour is demeaning towards others, and where people seem to be constantly seeking to undermine others. Diversity is also possible to define with words. Diversity seems to occur when you get a whole lot of things that are similar, but they are not the same. So, apparently we have diversity in the supermarket when you go to the fruit and vegetable section and look at the apples. Now... Are you all able to tell which one is Royal Gala, which one is Pink Lady, which one is a Jazz, which one is a Candy? Because these are all red apples. But apparently they all taste different. I guess there is diversity in apples. And you know what? Jazz is the best. <laughs> but someone else said, no! <laughs> I don't, they're too hard and crunchy. I don't like it like that. So diversity applies in food. It also applies in people. All of us are people here today, but we have different skin colours, different language backgrounds. We have a whole lot more that makes us uh, different, and yet we are all still people. So... This diversity not only applies, of course, to our physical appearances, it also applies to our thought processes and the results that flow from our different thought processes. And there are many, many issues that we would have uh, different thought processes or opinions about. So the Uniting Church seeks to be a church that is encouraging each other, respecting each other, 
and caring for each other. And we also seek to recognise that in the midst of our unity, that we are still diverse. And that just doesn't mean in a physical sense, but in, in the different expressions of faith that we bring. We understand that many of us in the church hold passionately different views about a whole range of different things and we express those different views faithfully, even though many of them differ from each other. Unity does not require and should not require that we are all little clones of each other in our belief and in our expression of belief. To have that kind of unity would be, in my opinion, brainwashing. I've told this story before, but I had a very long conversation on the doorstep many years ago now with a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses. And we were quite engaged in a good and, you know, friendly way. And they were sharing with me some things and I was sharing things from my perspective. And the woman said to me that she had been to a conference, it was an overseas conference of of Jehovah's Witnesses around the world. There were 40,000, she claimed, at this conference. And every one of us were thinking exactly the same things. And I thought, oh, here I have the... Here's my knockdown argument. I said, that sounds like brainwashing to me. And she said, well, a clean brain gives clean thoughts. Where can you go from there? <laughs> I was defeated. And we ended the conversation. They went happily on their way and I was left shaking my head. <sighs> so they admit to brainwashing. Wow. So the Uniting Church brings three different denominational churches together to form the Uniting Church, the Congregational, the Presbyterian and the Methodist. And you know what? They are three diverse, proud and strong denominations. The Uniting Church was always going to be diverse from the very beginning because this was not a takeover. It wasn't one strong denomination absorbing two others. It was really a coming together of three different and diverse groups. This, this diversity, this, this unity in diversity does not just exist within churches, it exists in our scriptures. If we look at the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, they all seek to tell a story about Jesus. And while there are stories in each one of the Gospels that are very similar or almost word for word the same, almost, there are also significant points of divergence in each of them. The Gospels, I would claim, are unified in diversity. And scholars often will tell us, particularly when us preachers are preparing a sermon, 
If I was, for instance, to be preaching on the feeding story that's in the middle of uh, what that we had in the Gospel readings this morning, if I was to preach on the feeding story, that story appears in each of the Gospels, but with differences. And the scholars tell me that in order to preach on that story, Trevor, I need to read all of the Gospel accounts, even though I might be preaching on Mark's account, read them all so that I get the differences and I can grow into a fuller understanding of the story by reading the diversity in the way that it is presented. Our church, the Uniting Church, has adopted at its assembly meeting two statements about marriage. Each one, we are saying, is distinct, yet each one is equal. The assembly has retained the existing statement of marriage. Marriage for Christians is the freely given consent and commitment in public and before God of a man and woman to live together for life. That has been retained as the first statement. A new additional statement of belief has also been adopted. And that statement reads, Marriage for Christians is the freely given consent and commitment in public and before God of two people to live together for life. So some might say, how can a church hold two different views and claim that they are both the teaching of the church? Well, I think this is what unity in diversity looks like. The decision of the Uniting Church is doing exactly what it was always intended to do. Finding a way to honour the various faithfully held points of view faithfully and passionately held points of view that exist across the denomination that we call the Uniting Church. If the assembly meeting had held fast to the existing statement on marriage and said, we will only hold the, the view that marriage is between a man and a woman, there would have been within the Uniting Church, widespread dissatisfaction with that decision. I would have been one of those dissatisfied and it would have caused somewhat of a crisis for me. If the Assembly had removed that existing statement and replaced it with the second statement and said, no, we're rejecting that first statement and putting this one in its place, there would have been just as many people dissatisfied and upset about that and we would have created for ourselves the possibility of quite a large uh, disunity 
uh, or action of disunity to occur, a split even. The Uniting Church Assembly, I think, very wisely has tried to bring unity in diversity by bringing these two statements together to be held distinctly but with equal, uh, with equal weight. For me, the decision is not, is not caving in to some populist demands, and I've heard some, not from my own congregation, but I've heard some say that, I think the Uniting Church has arrived at this decision after deeply reflecting on, on the different faithfully held positions that exist within our church with deep prayer, heartfelt soul-searching, rigorous theological and biblical study, and that has been arrived at over a period of almost 30 years. I don't think that this is a knee-jerk reaction. Not everybody will be well pleased with the assembly resolution. But if this is what unity in diversity, in diversity is meant to look like, then this is what we have. And I can only say from my perspective, that I am thankful for the decision that has been made and pray that we might continue to see what this unity in diversity looks like as we continue to be in the Uniting Church, a people of hope and of grace. Part of you will see if you read the... Um, the motion that's attached with the rucksack today, you will see that no minister can be required to conduct a marriage that they're not comfortable with doing. Neither is a church required to have a marriage in its building that it is not comfortable with. The church council is charged with making decisions about what marriages should or should not occur in Roval Uniting Church. And uh, the Roval Church Council uh, will we'll consider that at its next meeting in August. A concluding thought. Jesus taught us that when we welcome the stranger, we create a new community where all are one in God. I would also contend that when the stranger joins, we are changed. Our diversity and unity is somehow altered. Who or what is a stranger? Amen. Thank you for listening to the reflection of the day from the Reverend Trevor Bassett at Roval Uniting Church. Roval is a suburb of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. We look forward to welcoming you back to another reflection of the day soon. You are always welcome at our weekly worship services held at 10am each Sunday.